0: Hello and welcome to Alice is Everywhere. My name is Heather and today we are going to shake things up a little. We are going to take a break from our chapter by chapter wrap up of Through the Looking Glass by Lewis Carroll and listen to some music inspired by the Alice books. No, not Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds by the Beatles, not White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane. Why play familiar tunes that everybody loves when we can feature far weirder and more obscure pieces of music that maybe you've never heard? Way back on the first episode of Alice is Everywhere, I promised you guys that the whole point of the podcast was to explore Alice in Wonderland's role in popular culture. Literature, movies, TV shows, fashion, dance, theater, commercials, music. My hypothesis is that Alice is indeed everywhere. Now, the first 25 episodes haven't exactly proven that hypothesis. Sure, we've had the occasional hotel review or Beatles reference, but that's about it. If you were to listen to those first 20-some episodes, you might get the impression that Alice isn't everywhere. Alice is in these two books, (laughs) and that's it. And that's, as I've explained, because I wanted to make sure that everyone has actually read the books, because they are so wonderful and hilarious, and insert superlative here. But now that we've read both books, it's time to branch out a little. We may even have a guest or two sometime soon on our little podcast. How exciting is that? The two pieces of music I'm going to play for you today are both inspired by The Walrus and the Carpenter, that being the ever-so-famous poem read by Tweedledee in Chapter 4 of Through the Looking Glass. The first one is not just inspired by it, it's really just a reading of the poem, and it's crazy. It's from Donovan's 1971 album HMS Donovan. If you are not familiar, Donovan is a super groovy Scottish singer-songwriter who came to fame in the mid-60s. You've probably, at the very least, heard his biggest hits like Hurdy Gurdy Man and Mellow Yellow. So after those big hits, Donovan released HMS Donovan in 1971. It's a double album, and it's meant to be a children's album, which I find hilarious because some of the songs are absolutely terrifying, such as Celia of the Seals, which describes in detail. Let's just say things don't go well for the Seals in question. The Walrus and the Carpenter, which I'm about to play for you, is also scary as all get-out, in my opinion. And it is long, like eight minutes long. And I considered cutting it short or playing just a few snippets, but I really think to appreciate the bizarre nature of the piece, you need to hear the whole thing. And with that, please enjoy Donovan's The Walrus and the Carpenter. I hope you're not listening alone. (laughs) ¶¶ The Grand Circle, La Prima del Mondo, La Gran Successo, Giuliano Vittorio, Fantastico
1: Magnifico, Spectacular.
2: Here Alice ventured to interrupt. If it's very long, she said as politely as she could, would you tell me first which road, Tweedledum smiled gently. And began again. The sun was shining on the sea, shining with all his might. He did his very best to make the billows smooth and bright. And this was odd, because it was the middle of the night. The moon was shining sulkily Because she thought the sun Had got no business to be there After the day was done
0: it's very rude of him, she said, to come and spoil the fun.
2: The sea was wet as wet could be, the sands were dry as dry. You could not see a cloud because no cloud was in the sky. No birds were flying or had. there were no birds to fly. Russ and the carpenter were walking close at hand. They wept like anything to see such quantities of sand. If this, this only cleared clear the, the rain, they said it would, be, would be, be grand. If seven maids with seven mops swept it for half a year do you suppose the walrus said that they could get it clear. "'I doubt it,' said the carpenter, and shed a bitter tear. "'Oh, oysters, come and walk with us,' the walrus did beseech. "'A pleasant walk, a pleasant talk, along the brainy beach. "'We cannot do with more than four to give a hand to each.' "'The eldest oyster looked at him, but never a word he said.' the eldest oyster winked his eye and shook his heavy head, meaning to say he did not choose to leave the oyster bed.
1: But four young voices hurried up, all for the treat. You've lost it. you got to give us a chord. You get the go. Crank. One, two, three. Okay. One, two, one, two, three. But four young voices hurried up, all for the treat. Their coats were brushed, their faces washed, their shoes were clean and neat. And this was odd because you know they hadn't any feet four other oysters followed them and yet another four and thick and fast they came at last and more and more and more all hopping through the frothy waves and scrambling to the shore the walrus and the carpenter walked on a mile or so and then they rested on a rock conveniently low and all the the stood and waited in a row.
2: Of many things, of shoes and ships and sealing wax, of cabbages and kings, and why the sea is boiling hot and whether pigs have wings.
1: But wait a day! <laughs> Sorry, I didn't let you start. Yeah. But wait a day! <laughs> <laughs> okay, Calvin, get it together now. Come on. Two, three. But wait a bit, the oysters cry, before we have our chat.
0: For some of us are out of breath, and all of us are fat. The
1: no no worries. worries. To the carpenter. They thanked him mm-hmm. much for that. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: love of death. The one what we can. Pepper and vinegar. and vinegar God, besides
1: A very good Indeed If are ready, ready Oysters, dear We can Begin to Feed Not on us The oysters cry Turning a little blue After such kindness It
2: would be a dismal thing to do. The night is fine, the walrus said. Do you admire the view? It was so kind of you to come. And you are very nice. The carpenter said nothing but... Cats are nervous, guys. I wish you were not quite so deaf I've had to ask you twice. It seems a shame. The walrus said. To play them such a trick. After we brought them out so far and made them trot so quick The carpenter said nothing but... The batter spread too thick. I weep for you. The walrus said. I deeply sympathise.
1: With sobs and tears he sorted out those of the largest size.
2: Holding his pocket handkerchief before his streaming eyes. Oh, oysters, Uh, said the carpenter. You've had a pleasant run. Shall we be trotting home again? A dancer came then on And this was scarcely odd Because they'd eaten everyone
0: Did you guys like that? I hope you don't have nightmares about little baby oysters tonight. The next Walrus and Carpenter-inspired work I'm going to play for you couldn't be more different, which is why I picked it. It's Cabbages and Kings by American composer David Del Trudisi, and I really hope I'm pronouncing that correctly because I have never heard it out loud. David Del Tredici is a very important player in the neo-romantic movement. The old romantics are original romantic composers, were folks like Schumann and Chopin and I think Tchaikovsky must have been in there, right? From the 60s onward, 1960s, works of literature have been an inspiration to David Del Deltradisi, or DDT, that's what I'm going to call him to avoid the pronunciation issue. He has written works for voice and orchestra based on James Joyce, Washington Irving, and especially our friend Lewis Carroll. I will be sure to play some of his other works for you as time goes on, including All in the Golden Afternoon from 1981, Adventures Underground from 1977, The Lobster Quadrille" from 1969, and so on. Cabbages and Kings was written in 1996 when DDT was asked to write a piece in honor of Yehudi Menuhin's 80th birthday. Yehudi was one of the best violinists of all time, pretty much. I'm going to cherry pick from DDT's program notes, which describes a piece better than I ever could. Cabbages and Kings is a setting of that most famous verse of the poem, The Walrus and the Carpenter from Through the Looking Glass by Lewis Carroll. It captures the moment midway in the poem when, surrounded by all the eager little oysters, the walrus and the carpenter begin hungrily, and of course nonsensically, to seduce their still unwary prey. The time has come, the walrus said, to talk of many things of shoes and ships and sealing-wax, of cabbages and kings, and why the sea is boiling hot and whether pigs have wings. For the last few years I have been writing an opera entitled *Dum D. Tweedle which is based on Lewis Carroll texts. The music for cabbages and kings is adapted from that as yet unperformed work, and begins with the solo soprano singing the verse as a little aria. The chorus immediately repeats the text, first in a grandiose version, than in a delicate, more scherzando fashion. The coda, based on the non carolian words Happy Birthday to You, combines the solo soprano with the chorus. At the very end, as I warm to the task of a landmark birthday tribute, I've added a melody highly characteristic of and always associated with such occasions. End quote. And now, for your listening enjoyment, Cabbages and Kings by David Del Trodisi. Thank <small noise> birthday chorus at the end is kind of fun, isn't it? So there you have it. Two very different works by two very different musicians, both celebrating Lewis Carroll's famous nonsense poem, The Walrus and the Carpenter. Both rather long works as well, so I'm going to hurry up and wrap this up. If you're enjoying the Alice is Everywhere podcast, please throw a five-star rating up on iTunes. Not even a review, just a rating. I mean, a review would be lovely, but I understand you're busy people. Time is money. And of course, please spread the word to all your Alice loving friends or even non-Alice loving friends. Maybe you know some people who are sick of nasty politics and humble brags on Facebook and are just tired of snark in general. They want a little break from reality. My goal is to provide that here. And yes, Lewis Carroll did invent the word snark. Thank you very much. And thanks so much for listening. Talk soon.